You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. All right, now, if you're watching on your computer, you better make sure you can get us on your local cable provider. All you have to do, go to youtubeamerica.com, enter your zip code. Find out where you can find us locally. I'm Dr. Gina. Welcome back to America Trends. Donald Trump's appearance last night on MSNBC is trending today. He did an interview with Chris Matthews, and they go to the issue of abortion. Trump's comments on abortion got social media all kinds of fired up. Here to discuss is one of my favorite people. That is Barry Nussbaum, political analyst. You can find him at fineberry.com. Whatever made you come up with fineberry.com? That's like a great idea. Like if you, if you don't, can't get your own name or you can't get... It's fine, Barry. Well, right we have here. Barry Newsbaum, but no one can spell it, Dr. Yeah. G, so this makes yeah. it easier. No one can spell Loudon either. It's okay. <laughs> All right, Barry, um, I want to talk about these abortion comments because, frankly, I hated them. In fact, there's a, there are a lot of things that Donald Trump says that I don't love. Thus, I haven't endorsed him yet. Um, I still see him, though, Barry, as the absolute only candidate with the path to the 1237. I don't think anyone else can do it. I don't believe Ted Cruz can do it mathematically. I think it's impossible at this point. After New York, I know for sure it's going to be impossible. John Kasich can't do it. So both of those two candidates, in my opinion, are driving us to a convention. So Donald Trump is our option. So isn't this the time where everybody starts to kind of coalesce around the candidate and go, oh, well, guess what? Last week, Hillary said something horrible that she walked back. News media hasn't even talked about it. But because it's Donald Trump, there's a standard difference. Why? I think the big difference, Dr. G, is that from the very beginning, the media frenzy around the GOP is largely, if not completely, due to the fact that Donald Trump is bigger than life. Mm -hmm. He has taken his media personality from The Apprentice to politics. Yeah. And he's done it on a stage the likes of which have never been seen on uh, America political scene, certainly not during the primaries. So every little thing he says, good or bad, becomes the lead story of the day. He sure trends daily, no matter what he does, no, ma no matter where it is, <laughs> right. no matter if it's social, if it's political, if it's personal, if it's about the wives, or if it's about policy. The All guy right, so, can't stop making news. No, he can't. So uh, what I want you to do is just watch this exchange now. And I want to get your reaction. This is the one between Donald Trump and Chris Matthews on the topic of abortion that we were just uh, discussing. Go ahead. Should the woman be punished for having an abortion? Uh, look, uh, this is not something you can dodge. If, if you say like, abortion is a stuff. crime or abortion is murder, you have to deal with it under the law. Should abortion be punished? Well, people in certain parts of the Republican Party and conservative Republicans would say yes, they should be punished. How about you? Uh, I would say that it's a very serious problem, and it's a problem that we have to decide on. Uh, is it's very but hard. You're I mean, are you going to say, well, wait? Are you going to say put them in jail? Are you, is that? Well, the no, what I'm asking you because you say you want to ban it. What's I, that I mean? Would, I am against. I am pro-life. Yes. What is ban? How do you ban abortion? How do you actually do it? Well, you know, you'll go back to a, a position like they had, where people will perhaps go to illegal places. Yeah. But you have to ban it. I'm you ban it, they go to somebody who, who flunked out of medical are school. Are you Catholic? Yes, I think I. I and how do you feel about the Catholic Church's well, position? I accept the teaching authority of my church on moral issues. But do you know their position on abortion? Yes, I do. And do you concur with that position? I concur with their moral position, but legally, I, know, I get but, to the but, question. But, Here's my problem. No, with no, it. but let me ask you. But what do you say about it's not funny. your church? Yeah, it's really not a funny thing. What do you say about your church? They're very, very strong. They're allowed to, but the churches make their moral judgments. But you running for president of the United States will be chief executive of the United States. Do you believe, no, but, in, but you're, do you believe you're, in punishment for abortion? Yes or no? Is a principle. Uh, the answer is that 
there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. Ten cents, ten years, I don't what? Know. That I don't know. That well, why I don't not? Know. I don't you know. You take positions and everything else. I Frankly, I do take positions and everything else. It's a very complicated position. Interesting. Wow, Chris Matthews was beating on him repeatedly. I don't know, he beat a little bit back on Chris Matthews. Here's the way I've heard it framed. We'll get to what the Trump haters are saying, the never Trump people. But first, I want to talk about what people who know Donald Trump say was on his mind. I heard Omarosa interviewed about it. Uh, what many of them are saying is that he said, for the woman, meaning, yes, the doctors practicing abortion, if it's illegal, need to be punished for the woman. So that when he said for the woman, he was talking about inadvocacy of the woman. I think that's an easy mistake to make. Um, not sure I buy it just to be honest, but the people who hate him with the vitriol they hate him with, they say he just hates, he just wants women back in the back alleys again. How do you respond to that? Well, there's a couple of responses. First of all, I agree with you that it would be easy to interpret those comments either way. Yeah. Regarding punishment for what the woman did through mm -hmm. the doctor or to punish the woman. It could be seen either way. Right. I also agree that because of the um, enthusiastic anti-Trump fanatics, mm -hmm. every little thing is going to be really, really blown out of proportion and taken to the nth degree. Um, he is inciting support and opposition uh, at, at a level that really hasn't been seen in decades in politics. Right, and that I think is what brings me to my next question, Barry, because a lot of people want to compare him to Hitler. The enthusiasm, the fear, the sort of just a way that he seems to sometimes react in a more emotional manner than we're used to in our more packaged politicians. How do you answer that question? Why, why, how could you possibly think about voting for a candidate that some people think reminds them of Hitler? Well, first of all, the analogy is ludicrous. Mm -hmm, um, it's like saying, well, uh, planes are used to bomb people in Vietnam, so all planes are bad. Um, the reality is uh, the analogy is completely fallacious and based on an insane extrapolation of a few things taken out of context. He's very popular and he's very populist in the way he communicates and his support. And in that same sense, so are a lot of politicians. Mm -hmm. So was Hitler. A lot of people say, oh, he's just like Mussolini. And in the sense, well, Kennedy inspired that in yeah, people. And oh, by point. the way, so did Barack Obama when he was running the first time. He had people marching in the streets crying for change. Yeah. And I they didn't care. Fainting when they you didn't care the what he said. He was like Elvis. Right. He was <laughs> the coming of the new politician. Mm -hmm. So the extreme. Uh, I hate Trump or anyone but Trump mm -hmm. or uh, I'll move to Canada. Trump haters mm -hmm. uh, will use incredibly noxious, um, organically insane comments. And you know what? It trends. You link him to Hitler and all of a sudden it's got 50,000 reposts on I think Twitter. if I were linking someone in this race right now to Hitler, it would be much closer to be a Hillary Clinton than a Trump who is no, doesn't even have, doesn't even relationship with the establishment all him that wasn't the case well, at all. it's crazy with, he's with the greatest Hitler. mass we're seeing you're not uh, afraid of a, a Trump presidency am I no, no, not a bit. Not a bit. no what I do hope is that he continues with the uh, recent acquiring of really talented people around yes. him and we're gonna and talk I'm about really that. happy about we're that. gonna talk about that in the next segment stay with us Barry's gonna be right back with us about a secret meeting you don't know anything about we're gonna tell you right here stay tuned 
Well, all the way from sunny SoCal, 32 million homes across the nation and counting, you're watching the world's first social television network. Nice to be with you. Check out youtubeamerica.com for your local listings. I'm Dr. Gina. Welcome back to America Trends. Our poll question today, do you think the Republican Party can unite behind Donald Trump if he's the nominee after this brutal primary? Yes or no, you can vote right now in that poll at youtubeamerica.com or you can use the YouTube America app because we make it so easy. Available for your Apple device, your Droid device, just about any device you could have. Donald Trump's visit with RNC Chairman Reince Priebus trending today. Trump spent an hour with the RNC Chairman and we all want to know what exactly went down. Someone with insider knowledge of what went on behind all kinds of closed doors today in D.C. is Barry Nussbaum. Welcome back to the show, Barry. First thing I want to ask you, the meeting with Reince. What do you think really happened there? I saw like all the prettiness that was painted of it. You know, Trump's like, the party's going to unite, don't worry. And uh, then there was a spokesman from the RNC that said, oh, it was a previously planned meeting. No big deal. Don't look this way. Nothing happening here. Move along. So what do you think really went down today? This had to have something to do with Trump's recent comments that he's not willing to support the nominee. Yeah, I have no doubt that's yeah. what they discussed. It was scheduled to be a quickie yeah. because um, Donald Trump was going to be in Washington to meet with his national security team uh, led by Dr. Walid Ferris. And the meeting at the RNC turned into over an hour. Uh -huh. I have no doubt the big discussion was, hey, are you with us? Or are you with us until you don't win and then you're on your own? But, I mean, but they, I mean, here's the thing. Even if they said, yeah, we're with you, what does that really mean? Because all of their operatives, Karl Rove, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, I could go on all day, they are all stomping for Ted Cruz in Wisconsin as we speak. So what does it really mean if the RNC says, oh, yeah, we're with you? I mean, I know Trump's not dumb enough to take that deal, but I'm just asking you, why would Trump have tweeted that out, that everything was just sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops. I think what he's doing is a couple things. Number one, he's acting more like the leader of the party. Mm -hmm. The nominee becomes the leader of the party, mm -hmm. and he's starting to act that way instead of an outsider yelling over the fence. Okay. Number two, I think the big issue for Donald Trump is the key week before the convention. Mm -hmm. If he's coasting in after June primaries, especially in California, and if he's got 1,237, so he's a first ballot, or he's very close, things could be very different if the rules change. The week before the convention, they've got the all-important rules meeting, right. and the rules determine the convention. The thing that everybody's talking about in the talk shows, if he's 100 short, or he's 50 short, what happens? Mm -hmm. The rules are going to decide how those ballots are going to be tallied in regards to who's pledged, how long, mm -hmm. and when they can be released and what procedures are going to be okay for the release of those delegates. Right. Some delegates are pledged only for one vote, some for two votes, some for three votes. Mm -hmm. And the cajoling and the backroom arguing and deal-making is what he's worried about. He's been saying all along, Dr. G, he doesn't want the rules to change. Mm -hmm. Those rules are going to be made the week before the convention. And I have no doubt that the same thing that Reince Priebus keeps getting asked on all the talk shows, which is, what's going to happen with the rules? Donald Trump was asking the same question. Sure. And he seemed to come out. You feel out. like he got a satisfactory he answer? He seemed to, But they yeah. lied to him before. Why would, they, why would he believe them again? Uh, maybe because he's the guy in the lead, and it may be happening whether the old guard, as you said, wants it or not. Did he cut a deal with Kasich? We don't know that yet. 
I don't really believe that you don't know that. Uh, but I want to move on because I know you're not going to answer me. I know when someone looks me right in the eye and just completely lies to me. Remember my background? Psychology. Uh -oh. But anyway, that's okay. You, you are allowed <laughs> to keep your secrets. But here's my thing. Um, you have a real inside insider into this, and you're, I can only ask you the questions that are for public discussion, and I understand that. Um, except for I can ask, and you can just look me in the eye and lie to me. But here's the question. National security is such a huge issue. Obama right. said today national security is not a big concern, that he's going to have another 10,000 refugees come into the country. How will things change, knowing what you know about this meeting that took place today and how much was discussed about national security? What will change with President Trump from a national security perspective? Huge changes. Mm -hmm. uh, the purpose of Trump's uh, meeting in D.C. was not the Reince Priebus meeting at RNC, right. but it was to meet with his uh, national security team, uh, led for foreign policy by Dr. Walid Ferris. Professor Ferris is the expert on Middle Eastern affairs and terrorism. Mm -hmm. He's a consultant to Congress, written a number of bestsellers. He's on national news every day. He is about the expert in the country. I spoke to him this afternoon uh, when we uh, decided to do the show today. And what I can tell you is they are formulating a totally aggressive response to ISIS, building a coalition among all the Sunni Arab states, mm -hmm. uh, led by the United States, with a very aggressive U.S.-led, uh, we're going to go get these guys and get this over with kind okay. of attitude. But paint the picture for us, because Ted Cruz, his, his view on what he's going to do with Islamic terror is about as, about as aggressive as I can possibly think of. We're going to carpet bomb and we want to see if the sand glows. That's pretty aggressive. How is Trump's plan different or better or not as good? Or what's your thought? Yeah, my thought on that is simply, uh, I haven't heard anybody talk about this coalition idea. Remember, when we went and got married to the Ayatollah in Iran, mm -hmm. gave them $150 billion and turned our back on our Sunni allies. Mm -hmm. uh, the Arab world split down the middle. Uh, the radical Shia on one side led by Iran, which is the minority, mm -hmm. and the majority, the Sunni states, led by Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Jordan, and so on. Those countries are ostracized to the point where they are desperately looking for a strategy. Mm -hmm. The trump Ferris strategy will be tear up the Iran nuclear deal or renegotiate very, very aggressively, and at the same time build a coalition with the new partners, which are not partners with us now, which aren't even talking to us right now mm -hmm. because we turned our back on them, which are the Sunnis, and that new coalition will go after ISIS together. That's something that I haven't heard anybody discuss. But how risky is that, Barry? I mean, people are very comfortable with the whole idea of NATO and Trump's threatening NATO. And Ted Cruz says that's a horrible idea. I think John Kasich said the same thing. So how risky is this brand new plan, especially from a man who has only ever done foreign business, has never really, um, you know, run this most powerful country in the world? You know, I asked a question just like that today. And what I was told was, I asked him, how does Trump run the meetings? Mm -hmm. What's his grasp like? And what I got back was really impressive. What Dr. Ferris said is that Donald Trump runs a meeting like he's the boss, but he's assimilating data from everybody, mm -hmm. and he's managing crisis as well, and he's looking at all the options, and it's a real business meeting. Let's talk about all the options. Let's consider them together and make a plan. My understanding from foreign policy, and it's leaked all the time, especially by the Joint Chiefs, is that Obama rules foreign policy by fiat. Yeah. He takes advice and ignores all of it, except if it's coming from Valerie Jarrett, who's very pro-Iranian because that's where her family's right. from. So we have a foreign policy now not run by advisors, but run by a dictator. 
What the Trump plan is going to be, as I understand it, is a consensus among the experts on Middle East policy. And nobody's talking about building a coalition like this. Because the reason NATO won't work, NATO's an army that attacks or defends against another army. ISIS is not a traditional army. Right. It's a guerrilla force integrated within populations. Right. You need those populations organized to fight the enemy that a traditional army cannot see and it's hard to identify. Yeah. I think the Trump plan is perfect. It's going to be so interesting going forward. Barry Nussbaum, thank you so much. And if you want to know where you can find Barry, you can find him at findbarry.com. All right, up next, we are going to talk to our legal expert about why William Shatner is being sued by someone who claims he's his son. Hollywood, it's almost as crazy as our politics today. Stay tuned for more crazy right here on America Trends. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.